Some viewers may find the following video disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this new edition, this brand new edition of the Mac Movie Reviews podcast. I'm your host, Mac, and I'm again joined here by my co-host, Christian Celeberto, also known as Miss Flamingo. Say hi to the folks at home, Christian. Hello, people. So, we got another good episode for you lovely, absolute, monstrous units. That sounded so wrong, but I'm going to keep it in there anyway. So, on today's show, we're going to be going over some news. We got some big news coming out of the Mulan front, which absolutely pisses me off, but we'll get to that. Um, Then we're going to talk about films we've watched recently, and um, our topic today, we're going to be talking about Kissing Booth. We're going to be reviewing Kissing Booth 1 and Kissing Booth 2, because we watched both films back-to-back, and that was an experience. Wasn't it, Christian? It was an experience. (laughs) Um, Okay, so for out there for the audience, I... When rewatching the Kissing Booth, all I can think of is that Miranda Cosgrove song that came out. You remember that song, Kissing You? Yeah. Because when I'm kissing you, my senses come alive. Like, that's all I can think about when I think about this movie. Like, they, owe her, Kissing Booth movies. they owe her some royalties. Yes. <laughs> and then to wrap it off, we're going to be answering some questions sent in by you guys. And you gals, not me to exclude anybody. And we're going to be talking about some films that we plan on watching next or in what films we plan on covering in our channels or pages. So you ready to get started, Christian? Let's do it. This is CNN. Okay, so the news. Uh, starting off with today's news, we got to talk about the biggest news coming out of Disney. So uh, Mulan, the newest live-action remake of Disney, Disney's classic animated tale. Uh, it's been delayed multiple times this year, and it was announced on Tuesday, this past Tuesday that Disney, it will be going to Disney Plus on September 4th, I believe. It is September 4th, It'll but there's a catch. September. Yep, there's a catch, because even if you have Disney Plus, you have to pay $30 for New thing called Instant Premiere. So it's not going to be like Arnold's Fowl, where it's a brand new movie you can watch it for free. No, you're going to pay $30 for an already existing streaming service for a new film. So, yeah. Screw so everyone, means, right? So that means if you're paying $6.99 a month for that Disney Plus, you're going to pay another 30 bucks if you want to see Mulan. 36 bucks in total. So, in my opinion, from my opinion on this, this is total BS. All the way. It's dumb. Dumb move. I think yeah. Disney was not thinking. Well, no, not thinking of that. They knew Artemis Fowl was going to be a disaster. Yes. So they're like, we won't charge. We won't start this service until after Artemis Fowl. Mm-hmm. They knew this kind of probably takes some time building up. And then they're like, now we're going to hit it because now everybody loves Mulan. I think Mulan's okay. Not my favorite Disney film. But let's just see how well it does. And I don't think it's going to do well. Me neither. They're really putting all their chips into this. They're like, listen, we didn't whitewash it or anything. Like, look at how 
accurate were being to the original animated one. There's no, it's Asian people, guys. Come on. First of all, it's it's not catching my interest because uh, Eddie Murphy is not playing Mushu in it. Yeah, there's no Mushu at all. I'm sad, and I was like, "There's no Mushu. This is full of Mushness." <sighs> See what I did there? Mm-hmm. It's a bad joke. I'm sorry, people. <laughs> it's just dumb. It's like. Why? Who is like you know only like the diehard Disney people? They'd be like, I'm gonna pay thirty dollars for this, even though I'm paying six ninety nine a month for Disney Plus. Yeah, it's a bad, it's a bad, bad move. I think I Disney's probably gonna only make half of what that movie made that like was actually like worth what they were like making it. So yeah, that's that, that's only the reason why they're doing thirty bucks because they want to make their money back. Although they could have yeah. just like they could have just pushed it back to next summer and they could have like legitimately make the money back depending on how every everything goes yeah or what they just do is just risk it put the 20 dollars out there on all the streaming platforms and just work from it like trolls you know, is trolls is still making money yeah trolls is doing well scoob i guess must be doing well it is like, all these movies like it's do like even like the independent ones, like look at Dave Franco's recent film. It's the rental, yeah. Rent the rental. It's doing pretty well, like with the uh, indie box office. So, you know, Disney should take the risk and say, why not? It's just I don't know. It's just or just do an international release and then wait till the come to the U.S. like Tenet's doing. Yeah, like that, or like just release it in theaters internationally and then do it on demand at homes in the U.S. Yeah, but yeah, Disney is not doing a good job with this thirty dollars. So. No, they're not. They're not thinking properly. They're they're really starting to really like panic here. But they also said that if you pay the thirty dollars, you can keep it as long as you have your Disney Plus subscription. By the way, if you all want us to review it. It's not going to be for a while because we're both not paying 30 bucks to go see Mulan. Yeah, I'm, I don't support these Disney live-action remakes. I've been very vocal against it. All these live-action remakes are totally unnecessary. The only one that I would ever review is like Christopher Robin. Christopher Robin was really good, and so was... I enjoyed Cinderella, which I we did Cinder- talk I, about. I did not like Cinderella. I don't care. I liked Cinderella. No, I hate Cinderella. I think that's one of the better ones. And uh, Jungle yeah. Book was pretty good. No, it wasn't. I didn't like it. I like the. Well, anyways. Actually, no. Actually, no. You know what? I like that one better than Andy Serkis's one. Oh, really? On Netflix, yeah. I'll say that. Okay. (laughs) Other news: another um, film going to VOD. Uh, This was announced yesterday. Janelle Monae's *Antebellum* will be coming to video on demand in September. Um, A horror film. *Antebellum* is a new horror film from Lionsgate, starring. She's a singer, right? Yeah, Janelle's Monet. She's got that album, Dirty Computer. Okay, I probably listened to her song, but I probably forget. Yeah, she's, um, her film, she's starring in this film, is going to be, um, on VOD on September 18th. Mm Mm-hmm. So, it was supposed to come out in August, but it's going to be on Video On Demand. Yeah, it was supposed to, I think, come out, like, the second to last week in August, I Yes. So, uh, are you excited to see Antebellum? Uh, I don't know. It looked okay. I felt like it was, like, giving me the sense of, you know, get out. So, um, but I don't know how I feel about it. I probably think it'll be, like, worth the $20 rental. And I don't know if I feel like paying the $20 rental. I'm not a crazy Janelle Monet fan. 
I mean, I liked her. I enjoyed her performance in Hidden Figures. But then, yeah, I still have yet to see her. Another really great performance from her. I did not see her. I did not watch Hidden Figures. Oh, it's a really good movie. Okay. I really liked it a lot. I almost, I cried a couple times. Aww. Someone called it the Wambulance. A... Yeah. It's a very <laughs> powerful movie. You know what's a powerful movie? Freaking um, October Sky with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, don't get me started on Jake Gyllenhaal. That's my man. <laughs> we gotta get him on the podcast if that ever happens. I would... One day. Oh. Um, other news is that uh, James Wan is developing a Knight Rider movie reboot. I just heard about that recently. Uh, for all you kids who are listening to this, you don't know what Knight Rider is. Uh, Knight Rider was a 80s show, which was a kickstarter to David Hasselhoff's career before he did Baywatch. And um, David Hasselhoff was a crime fighter assisted by his car, which was a Pontiac, named Kit. And it had the coolest theme song. I was like, and the car was so cool, though. But yeah. The car was cool. Knight Rider, a shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man who does not exist. What do you think about James Wan doing a Knight Rider reboot? A movie? I think a movie reboot is a really cool idea. I like that instead of like a t- an actual TV series reboot. And I like the fact that James Wan is actually going to be on board for that. Because I like what he did with Aquaman. So this is like probably another fun side piece project for him. And I could see him doing all sorts of wonders with that. I had to mention this a couple weeks ago, but uh, in other news, did you know that Seth Rogen is going to be producer for a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yes! You didn't know this? I completely forgot about it until I saw this news article. Yeah. Seth Rogen's been everywhere really recently because of his new movie, uh, what is it, American Pickle? Pickle, yeah. And he uh, said that his movie is going to be about them being actual teenagers. That is really cool. Donatello, get out of my room. Ma, Donatello's bothering me. <laughs> Splinter, that's totally not rad. It's just an 80s he movie. He the last slice of pizza. Oh, dude. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> oh, man. But what do you think about Seth Rogen doing a TMNT? What do you think about TMNT as a whole? Do you think it's time for another reboot? No, but I a lot of kids love it. That's the thing. It's well, a popular had that- property. And knowing the nostalgic train itself of what Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is, like, anybody could be on board with it. So, it's all, it was only a matter of time when Seth Rogen was like, yeah, let's do it. So, I feel like this kind of property fits Seth Rogen's type. So, I just picture him just having no issue with it. But I don't know how it's going to be, because then we had that really Michael awful Bay. Megan, Michael Bay, Megan Fox, Will Arnett. Uh, reboot. <laughs> you know, people actually like those movies. 
Yeah, there's an audience for them. So, like I said, there's uh, kids like it. Some audiences like it. So there is an audience. So, did you like the 2007 film, the animated one that came out, produced? It was uh, distributed by Nickelodeon. That's the one with Chris Evans in it too, right? Yes. Oh no, I didn't even see that. Oh, you're like everyone else. Everyone did it. A lot of people didn't see that movie. I watched it in theaters, and it was good. Damn it. Yeah, I all I remember was like Chris Evans being in it, and I was like, yeah, why? he was. Chris- he yes. was um Casey. Casey yeah, the their friend Casey was yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember reading that and I was like, Wow, he's been everywhere. Like he's yeah, in that home... was like the time when he was like in uh, Up and uh coming. Fantastic Four too. Yeah, because they came out the same year as Fantastic, ah, Fantastic Four. And then a few years later he did um Scott Pilgrim and then he did um The Losers. And then a year later he would go and then in twenty eleven he would do Captain America. Yeah. Oh my! My dog wants to get on the convo. Excuse dog, me. Her dog also likes Chris Evans too. So while she's taking care of that situation, other news that I'm pumped about is that Lion Gate yesterday. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! So Lion Gate yesterday, they announced that John Wick Five is confirmed. So it will shoot back to back with the fourth movie that's coming out. Um. John Wick 4 next year because they pushed back John Wick 4 if I'm not mistaken if I can They did. Yeah. They they, put, they pushed that back like a whole bunch of movies got pushed oh yeah. back from that, including The Matrix. Oh yeah, cuz Matrix coming out 2021 now, right? Yeah. So yeah, cuz he's working on The Matrix first then he's doing John Wick. Yeah. So he's there's going to be John Wick 4 and John Wick 5 they're going to be shot back to back. So we're getting two more John Wick movies. So are you excited? Hell yeah. So are you happy with this Keanu Re- this Keanu Sans that he's getting like to be the action star and the quote unquote internet's boyfriend? He is the internet's boyfriend, and if anything, if Jake Gyllenhaal is not my internet boyfriend, it's definitely Keanu Reeves. Even though he did, he doesn't want to. He says stop calling him that. Yeah, but we're still gonna call it. He loves it. You know he loves it. I'm just excited. I love John Wick so much. Uh, John Wick is such a great franchise, and I think it's the series that I think he wish he got sooner. Mm-hmm. So knowing he's a part of this, you know, huge following, and and you no, know, given at his age and his point in his career, it's it's you know probably like an honor to be part of it. And you know he says he loves films, so this is what you know drives him. So I'm happy to see. And take on not just a fourth film, but a fifth film. How do you um and, rank? How do you rank the already existing three? Because I think three is my favorite. Three is definitely my favorite. It go three, one, and two. That's probably about the same rate. I would do it too. But yeah, I know they're supposed to make a TV series about the Continental, but I don't know what happened to it. I don't know if it's still in development. Did you? I think also what they felt inspired to do the film back to back is knowing that the kissing booth did their third film. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They were like, you know what? Another pandemic can happen. Let's just we'll shoot th- it back to back. We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, other news is that Dirty Dancing. There's going to be a sequel. Lionsgate confirmed with original star Jennifer Grey coming back. It's going to be in development. the time of my life. And, and I, I never 
this oh. way before. So yeah, what do you think about um a Dirty Dancing sequel? This is true, and I owe it all to you, and I love it. <laughs> I it's I, weird because it's like Patrick Swayze's gone. Well, I don't know what they're gonna do, but it better to not turn out like that really bad made-for-TV. Uh, dirty dancing movie? with Abigail Breslin and Nicole Scherzinger. Oh, it better not turn out like that because that was a hot mess. Or Footloose 2011. Uh, other news is that uh, Captain Marvel 2 has a new director, Nia DaCosta. God, I hate Captain Marvel. She will be taking over for the Captain Marvel sequel coming out in 2022. Uh, if you don't know who she is, I forgot her first film's name, but it's available on Hulu. But she will be doing the uh, new Candyman movie produced by Jordan Peele. So, um, yeah. Um, interesting hire. I feel like it's Marvel. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to get into it. Uh, it'll be, like, interesting to see it. I'm just going to wait to see what she does for Candyman, and then I'll make my judgment. I'm just in a way we're getting a f- stupid sequel. Boy well, made money, because it's Marvel. What do you expect? Yeah. Do you think that people actually went to go see it? Do you believe that guy went to go see it? Like, what was it, 17 or 37? What was that number? That one uh, single X guy? X amount of time. Yeah, and then, or do you believe that the idea that Disney kept shelling out money for people to go see it? Well, they're trying to build her up to be the face of the Phase Four, you know. No, she better not. Or well, she's like she was like the she's like the freaking the Superman of the Avengers. I know it should be somebody else other than that. I just can't stand it. Do you I... have? Uh... No, you're good. Do you have any uh, other news you want to get in? Well, let's see. Are you excited to see the Devil all the time? Never even heard of that. Oh, it's new photos came out with Tom Holland and Bill Sarsgaard. It's gonna be a new oh, that movie. That movie. It looks really good. If you guys want to go see the uh, photos, go to my Instagram. I'm gonna make that plug right. And I also, guess. new photos of Rebecca got released too. The new the remake of the uh, Alfred Hitchcock film oh. with Lily James and Army Hammer. We're remaking Hitchcock films. Oh God. I believe Rebe- That's Rebecca's. I believe is his. Oh, okay. So, but yeah, it'll be those two movies will be on Netflix, and they both release new photos, and I'm very curious to see what that's all gonna be about. <laughs> um, I guess the last that's piece of news. The last piece of news I have is that. Uh, speaking of, uh, I guess we'll go into some video game news. Is that uh, you familiar with Batman Arkham Asylum series? I Ar- am. Um, do you know those pre- developers, Rocksteady? No. All right. So anyway, they will. They announced today that they were going to be making a Suicide Squad game. Woo! So yep, uh, the same studio responsible for the Batman Arkham series. They're going. They announced today that they're going to be making a Suicide Squad style game. So we don't know if it's going to be the same style as Batman Arkham series. Probably is because that style is just great. But um, yeah, we don't know. But it's just good to see Rocksteady still making games. They are a division of Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm excited for this game. Are you excited for a Suicide Squad? We get to go back to the squad. The squad. Hashtag squad. What are we, some Our kind goals. of Suicide Squad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, 
my boyfriend has the games. I haven't played them yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if he's played them, but uh, I'm going to have to play them then. Maybe are... the, the Suicide game gets... Suicide game, oh my god. Suicide the Squad, squad. gets good reviews and it turns out pretty well maybe i'll convince him to buy it it is they are the arkham series are is really good though arkham asylum arkham city arkham origins you can skip but like arkham knight is pretty good Mm -hmm. but uh that's all the news we got you got any news you can always leave them down in the comments below or you can just um send it to us on instagram at mr flamingo or at mac movie reviews so uh, before we get to the topic which is the kissing booth movies our reviews of them. Let's get into some films we've recently watched. Coming soon to theaters. So before we get into the topic, we're going to talk about some films that we've recently watched. And uh, yeah, because, you know, we just watch movies whenever we feel like it. And there's a lot of streaming services out there. So we just scroll. Too many streaming services. Yeah, too much money out of our pockets. So. Christian, you want to go first? Say what movies you watched recently? Sure. Uh, from the last time we talked, uh, like when we were with David, I mm-hmm. mentioned I rewatched, you know, Batman versus Superman. Good. I haven't really watched really anything too, you know, noteworthy. I rewatched the Mission Impossible films because, in honor of David's doing uh, the watch along which we both participated in for yeah. Rogue Nation, it was a lot of fun. We got to meet some new people. Hopefully we get to see them all in the future. And uh, I rewatched them, got to review them. I rewatched uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which was another watch-along I was a part of. And that's always a classic, because they just celebrated the sixth anniversary of the release. Wow. Guardians is such a fun film. Yes. It's a great movie to always go back and revisit, especially the first one. I mean, mm-hmm. with an awesome soundtrack, likable characters, and that are just not likable but funny, and you can and characters that you can really, really bond with. Yeah, outstanding direction, great special effects, and just an overall good time of a film that you can rewatch over and over and get something new out of it. And then I watched Dave Franco's uh, The Rental. And it was pretty good. I think yeah, audiences, I've heard about it. Audiences have been kind of split on it. It's a I like to see it as a relationship drama film, and also side point thriller because you don't really get into the, like more of the thrilling moments. Mm-hmm. Pretty much into the, like the third act. And those for who don't know what the rental is, it's basically uh, two couples. They go away for the weekend and they spend their time in like this remote cabin and. Eventually, one of the couples finds a camera in one of the shower heads. So somebody's watching them while they're showering, and then it's all over the house. And places you don't think there might be a camera, there's a camera. And it's freaky, and it just makes you think twice about going to an Airbnb. That or like... not even that, a hotel in general. <laughs> and like... I... Oh. oh, no, go ahead. That sounds like that Netflix movie, 13 Cameras. Yeah, that's what uh, Chris Stuckman had said for his review. It's like, he preferred, I think, 13 Cameras. I He, didn't, he, was, he liked some aspects of the rental, but he wasn't crazy about it. Mm-hmm. I liked it because it shows potential a lot for Dave Franco. 
as, for, a, director. as a director. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I liked it. There was like a, some really good positives I saw in it. And I think there's some people who are actually don't genuinely see that as much. But uh, especially that being a relationship drama. Like this is actually a really good... I could see this even as a play, like a live stage play. Really? Yeah, because it's got really got the good interaction. Because it is a very like, small cast, and I could see this, you know, on like you know, if Broadway. You, even, yeah, but, like Broadway at like a, you know, off Broadway show, you know, because there's actually a couple theaters in New York where they have like the stage turn. Because I went to uh, see. Uh, Chris Evans on Broadway and the stage that he was on the whole set piece theater turned and if I probably yeah. won't have turned into a stage play one day but this is something I could see on Broadway mm-hmm. like using this story and it's there's a couple of good funny parts and uh it does get a little crazy and I there's some good aspects but it is kind of like the uh standard kind of like thriller horror and I like the cinematography in it. There's some really good moody, spooky, like, sets the tone for its atmosphere. So it's got some really good positives, even though some people haven't split about it. I, I, I recommend it. And then, uh, let's see, watch The Kissing Booth <laughs> and watch the sequel. And then I recently started to watch the, uh, the latest Amazon series that came out in February. It's called... Hunters, and it's the Al Pacino and Logan Lerman show, where they try to track down these uh, Nazis. Yeah, and it's so far. I'm on episode three, mm-hmm. and I still have to get a good feel for it. But Al Pacino is really, really good in it so far. He's I good love in everything. Yeah, did I tell you I actually saw him in person? No, you have not. No. Okay, so this is story time. Okay, so I uh, I used to. Uh, work for an internship i won't say what it is but uh he came in and uh he actually got to do a film conversation with uh one of my favorite critics of all time peter travers from rolling stone magazine and yeah. he spoke to a uh live audience for an hour and i got to bring my dad to this screening because i was working it my dad got to be part of the audience and he was like right in front of al pacino and he was advertising a movie that he was in and the al pacino stayed longer than he was initially but him and Peter Travers are friends, and uh, seeing Al Pacino talk about his career and how much he loves film, and, you know, it was a really interesting piece of, you know, history, I guess, I got to be part of. That is so cool. He was promoting Jack and Jill, just admit it. No, he was actually report- <laughs> <laughs> He was actually promoting Danny Collins, the oh. 2015 film where he was, like, that star singer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and it was actually Bleecker Street's uh, first major release so shout out to bleaker street great company it was jack and jill she's telling, not telling the truth no. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what i've been really watching recently nothing too major but what have you been up to oh so I've, I've literally just been watching all like films and i've recently started watch, writing down all the movies i've watched this year in 2020 mm-hmm. and like if i can go through all of them real quick well I'll just go through the ones recently I've watched in the past couple of days. So I've watched Idiocracy, the Mike Judge movie with uh, Owen Wilson's brother. Was it Luke Wilson? Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen that movie? Uh, did I see that? What's it about? 
It's literally about America. This dude named Joe and Maya Rudolph, they get cryogenically frozen, but they get frozen for too long, and they get frozen for, like, from, like, it takes place in 2005, and they get frozen for 500 years, and, like, America gets, like, really, the world gets, like, really, really stupid, and, like, okay. Joe, he gets, Luke Wilson becomes, like, the smartest guy in the world by what? default. Yeah, because, by default, because he has average intelligence. But everyone, the like the spectrum has become like so stupid that he's smarter than everyone else because he has he's actually has like common sense. I haven't seen this movie then. And like Terry Crews is like president, but he's like a oh no, Terry Crews is president. Oh no, he's a he's an adult film star and he's the wrestler. He's like President Camacho. It is oh, so God. awesome. It is like a perfect like commentary on literally the world today. It's relative fifteen years later. And when was this released? Two thousand five. Wow, it's 15 years ahead. Yes. Time. It literally, and the world is literally going in the direction of that. We, like, live in a trash filled. People are wearing stupid clothes, and they can't talk to save their lives. Oh, no. Yeah. And, like, watch Idiocracy. You'll know what I'm talking about. And it's a Mike Judge movie. If you like King of the Hill or Silicon Valley, you'll like this movie. Good recommendation. Yeah. And, uh, like you said, I watched Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Rather than I watched along we did with David at Gay Flex Talk. It was fun. Um, I watched Jojo Rabbit, the Taika Waititi film based on the book. I forgot what the book's name is, but the 2019 film that was nominated for, um, was not nominated for Best Picture? Yes. Did yeah, you I've... see it when it was in theaters? No, I watched it on HBO Max. Okay, yeah. I got to see it, uh, excuse me, um, I believe it was like the weekend right before the Oscars or something like that. Oh, nice. Pretty good. I liked it, yeah. It was like it had its nice comedic moments and it had its nice heartfelt moments. I thought the kid in there has a good future if he keeps. He does. If his agent and family keeps picking good films for him to be in. Uh, Scarlett Johansson was like a great mom. Taika Watiti as Adolf Hitler. I'm like, you are. You, you steal this movie for me. I'm like, I never thought. He is the scene stealer <laughs> in that I'm movie. Like, oh my God. I remember that trailer came out and I was like, <gasps> Hitler as like a boy's best friend, but like it works for the movie, especially with the story you're telling. Because like this kid, he's such a radical like fanatic for the Nazi regime. He imagines like he's best friends with Hitler, and like he sees him as like this larger than life figure, but he only goes off the like what other people tell him about him. So that's what he forms his opinion of Hitler. And I like Sam Rockwell in it too. Oh yeah, Sam Rockwell's the coolest guy. Of Sam like, Rockwell can do no harm. It, yeah, Sam Rockwell's one of the best. And one of the I want to see that new movie he's in. It's called the One and Only Ivan, where he plays like the oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. the monkey, the gorilla. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that looks like something I'm gonna cry about. <laughs> but one detail I like about Jojo Rabbit is that um, as Taika's coming back as Hitler every time, he his like his appearance changes throughout the film. Because it, represent, it, it represents Hitler throughout the point of the war. Because, like, in the beginning, he's all clean cut and everything. And by, like, the end of the movie, he already has, like, the bullet hole in his head. Because that's when he shot himself and everything. And he's always, yeah. like, disheveled. And, like, that is really good detail. I love that. made me, like, well, Thor Ragnarok made me fall in love with Taika Waititi. But Jojo Rabbit, like, sealed my fate with him. So Did I cannot... you, Have you watched his new se- the series that he's, uh, I guess, the producer of the What We Do in the Shadows? Nope. Because I just got a couple Emmy nominations. I haven't seen the series yet, but uh, whatchamacallit is on it, too. Mark Hamill, I think, made a recent oh. appearance on that show. 
Yeah, but I'm excited to see what he's going to do for Thor Love and Thunder because I'm not excited about Natalie Portman coming back, but Taika is coming back, so he make, he'll make it work somehow. And I'll see, I want to see what he does for Akira because he's doing that movie. So hopefully he does a crash and burn. Let's hope not. Yeah. Uh, then I finished up watching Watchmen, the theatrical cut on HBO Max. Pretty good piece. Uh, no, two hours of mm, literally nothing happening but slow motion and action. Uh, Patrick so Wilson, though. Pil- Patrick oh, Wilson's yeah. still he good, though. Jackie Earl Haley, perfect as Rorschach. We don't talk about the 2019 TV series, although people like it. And, you know, you are you can like whatever you want. I don't really care about the TV series. Did you see series. how many nominations it got for... Oh, my God, yes. That was insane. I was like, holy crap. A lot of people liked it, though. I didn't see it yet. That's a very divisive series, actually. People, a lot of people like it, a lot of people hate it. I, the critics loved it. I was surprised oh, how many nominations it got. I'm the sad because crit- zero, zero, zero got none, and I'm sad. <laughs> the critics loved it, but I know the audiences. I've talked to some people; they really hate that show. And yeah, like, there's like a good audience, like who hates it. Like I can name some people, like I do check out on YouTube who hate it, and then. Uh, some people who actually really like it. I won't say who doesn't like it because I don't want to. It's so bad. Isn't it like, isn't the uh, first season director, he's not coming back for the second season? I wasn't sure if they were going to come back for a second season. I thought they it was are. just one and they are. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I don't know. See, because I didn't really get to watch it because that's when I canceled my HBO subscription by then. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm waiting till Barry comes back to actually oh, like. Man get my sub- HBO subscription. But I'll just stick to the movie, thank you. Because, in my opinion, they do Rorschach better than this crap. Aww. So, yeah. But, um, I also watched Flushed Away. The Flushed Away?! I love Flushed Away. Listen, people need to show Ardman animation some respect, damn it. <laughs> it's just... I love Claymotion, but not Flushed Away. You don't like Flushed Away? Screw you. <laughs> I love Hugh Jackman, though. Hugh Jackman is awesome. I love Hugh Jackman, but that's my least favorite movie. I love, I love Flushed Away. It's like, okay, it's not as good as, like, Wallace and Gromit. I'll say that. Or Chicken Run. But it's up there with, like, those two films. There are other films. It's better than... It's better than their later movies. We're getting something of a chicken run, I think, too. Aren't we getting, like, a revival film? Yeah, Netflix is doing it, but they're not bringing back yep. Mel Gibson. Oh, no. That would be a lo- little controversial for Netflix. But I love Flushed Away, because Artman Animation, I love British um, animation. Artman doesn't really get a lot of respect in the animation anymore, because they were, like, so big in the 2000s. With, like, yeah, Wolf, they were. Wallace and Gromit and the Curse of a Werewolf. Uh, Chicken Run, Wallace and Gromit. Like, Shaun the Sheep was big, because they had Shaun the Sheep. Shaun the Sheep! I remember the... the, uh, Yeah. He actually has a new movie on Netflix. I forgot what it's called. I was going through Netflix, and there's a new movie. I'm like, I did not hear anything about this. But, yeah, Claymation takes, like, years to do. I love a good Claymation film. I do like Lanka Studios. Lanka? Lanka? Yeah. I love them. Best one they... In my opinion, best one they've done. We should do a Leica podcast. Yeah. Favorite put that on. Yeah. My favorite Leica film would have to be Paranorman. Really? Yeah, I love Paranorman. I thought Kubo and the Two Strings was 
You know, uh, I liked that, and I felt bad that it did not make money at the box office because nobody me saw too. it. Because everyone saw I box, everyone saw box school. I cried like a baby watching that movie. Uh, next movie I watched was um, War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise. Okay, haven't um, seen it. You have never seen War of the Worlds. No, he talked about that actually this with David on his uh, watch, watch along. Yeah, uh, go watch David's watch along of the replay. Uh, the replay of uh, Rogue Nation. We talk about Tom Cruise movies, but yeah. uh, no, I haven't seen War of the Worlds. But I, I do like the uh, old timey series. Oh, the, the like, original the, Orson Welles. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen clips of the movie? I've seen probably a couple of clips from what I remember. Like the scene when the tripods come out and start zapping people? Because, like, everyone's seen that. I probably have, but I can't even recall. Jesus Christ. Look good at you. I gotta watch it. It's like, it's not, it's the first two acts, solid movie. Third act brings the movie down completely. Aw. Because, like, can I just spoil it for you right here? No. (laughs) I'll just say the aliens, like, downfall is really dumb. That's like the thing with signs. Anything with signs. Do you see signs? The yes, Mel Gibson one? Yes. And the aliens are like Water. Water and they decide to invade a planet full of well, water. water. Well, you know, people That's will be like, like a big like people will be like, Well, maybe they didn't know the it was filled with water. I'm like, What? They it's had a... to know. Yeah. They had to know. Like they, I'm sure how smart they are with the the machines or you know, rocket ships they have on their thing that should display, like, in their alien language of, like, you know, mm-hmm. this percentage of water, and they should have, like, realized that. The next so. movie, next movie I watched was uh, Kissing Booth 1 and 2. I just put this in the same category. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about that. And the last movie I watched was uh, Lupita's film Little Monsters, the zombie oh, movie. Yeah. yeah, I oh my god, that movie was so much fun. Was it? Yes, that movie was awesome. It was like it was very cute, it was very funny. And like Josh Gad, he was actually very good in that movie. Really? We found a good Josh Gad because he was such a deep he played like one of those children's entertainer entertainers. His name was like Teddy McGiggles, and he was like a D bag. <laughs> He was like, he, oh my god, just watch the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. But he was so good in that. I'm like, the one time that, like, he was actually good. I like, it was so, and it was good. Cool. And they actually had the kid actors. Good job. They, it was like kindergarten, kindergarten age kids. They actually gave them good direction. They were very, very cute. It's been nice to see a lot of, like, young, they, a lot of Hollywood studios have been finding a lot of good kid actors lately, I must say. <laughs> Remember back in the day where we couldn't even find them to save our lives? Yeah, at least a decent kid actor to, like, you know, give actually a good performance. Yeah, remember back in the day, like, Transformers, uh, the last night, where, no, the last night you had, what was her name? Isabel Moner, Monet, whatever, who played that little girl. I hated her so much. <laughs> oh, no. And then she went on to do Dora, because she wasn't bad, so she redeemed herself. That's now on, like, Amazon, and I think Hulu now, I think. They just put that up. Yeah, I'm not gonna watch it though. I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard people say it's good. Good job, Nickelodeon. You did Dora with justice. Dora, 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 the Explorer, Dora. 
So tell us in so tell us at home in the comments section below what have you watched recently. So without further ado, I guess we should probably get into the topic. They're kissing booth. So the kissing booth, both films. We 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 were like, yep, we're gonna do a review of both these movies as the topic as the kissing booth. So, Christian, before we get into these movies, have you ever taken part in quote unquote a kissing booth? No, and I wouldn't. Okay, so after that, so kissing booth, both these. No, movies. no, no, no. Wait, hold up, hold up. If you ask me, the audience must know if you participated in one. Hell no. <laughs> this just doesn't even seem like a real thing that would happen. I feel like nowadays are like people are like, oh, yeah, I need to consent first. Yeah, like Favor. the of, you can get me too so easily that would not happen. Yeah. So we watched the kissing booth, both films back to back, and we're gonna review both of them. So um, first of all, and I wanna... again, I must point it out that uh, AG here spent not four hours with me watching this. But as soon as I was done watching it, he spent another two hours with Joey King again and rewatched the first film. So I rewatched spent... the second film. Oh, you rewatched the second? God damn it. Why did you watch <laughs> yourself? Yes. We'll get to the time length of these movies, but um, we'll, let's talk about just young adult novels. You need to stop paying these in the movies. Just, just the, the, the wells. Just run dry. Just give up. Okay, so should we just say uh, what happens? So we got our two main characters, Lee. Well, let's, let, well, let, 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 let's just start with the first movie. Let's just start with the first Kissing Booth movie. That's what we'll I was going to say. We got oh, yeah, Lee. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll we got, start off. So we got Lee, who's like. Wait, uh, should at least talk about the movie. With the that's movie what I was going to say. Wait, hold up. Let me. Have the hold up. Wait, hold on, hold on. So the Kissing Booth, number one was released in 2018 on Netflix and is directed by Vince Marcello and is based on the same based on the novel of the same name by Beth Rickles and it was written on Wattpad by the way for all you uh, specifics out there and it stars, stars Joey King, Jacob uh, or how do you pronounce that? Jacob Alordi Alordi Alordi, Joe Courtney, and Molly Ringwald. And the full poems follows L, played by Joey King, a quirky, late-blooming teenager whose budding romance with high school senior and bad boy Noah Alordi puts her lifelong friendship with her, Noah's younger brother, Lee Courtney, in jeopardy. You can either follow the rules or follow your heart. Come in. Hi, honey. Hey, Mom. Don't forget, we're going out on Saturday, and I invited the Evanses. Do me a favor. Be sweet to Elle. She kind of has a crush on you. <laughs> so now go ahead what you're going to say. So I was going to say Lee is played by Joel Courtney, just a heads up. And then 
Uh, Al is played by Joey, Joey King, and then Jacob Lombardi is uh, Lee's older brother, Noah. And just a heads up, uh, Joe, Joe Courtney is actually older than Jacob. Really? So it was kind of funny yeah, to see. You they, know, do not, two... they do not look that does not play out well. They should have done a better job casting. Yeah. Also, shout out to Joe Courtney. He just got engaged to his girlfriend, his longtime Aww. girlfriend, which is cute. So, but anyways, this film, and I just want to say, Joe Courtney, he went he went to go star in a really good film called Super 8. Mm-hmm. Beginning of his career. Pretty good movie. I liked it. That has been in just so many flops. Like what? You know, uh, F the Prom. Oh, and then he's in this. All three of these, or so, two of these movies. Well, we could say three because there's a th- we're getting a third film. Yep, we'll get to that in the second film. But yeah, what do you think about the kissing booth? I hate it. <laughs> and that's, it's just so 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 dumb. I hate every single aspect about this. The <laughs> friends are no good. The parents are dumb. There's the plot is just stupid. And our main character is just unspeakable and just, like, the, <laughs> so unlikable. I hate her. And I hate all these with characters. With a cringy script. Like, I wrote down some of the, like, cringeworthy lines. Ball. Yeah. So, here's the thing. So, Joey King gets her uh, lady, her, her butt touched by another kid who goes to her high school. And, uh, you know, there's an incident. Uh... Noah Cause, actually beats up the kid for cause touching. Such, yeah, because Noah's for such touching a, the uh, girl's butt, and they Noah, wind up in the principal's office. And oh, yeah. no, Joey King decides to tell the principal he touched my lady bump, mm-hmm. and I don't know any lady who calls their butt lady bump. Fun fact: I said that to my mom. She's like, "What is it? Like a breast?" I said, "No, that's the butt." She's like, "No, that lady bump's the breast." I'm like, "What? It's supposed to be the." Butt. I'm so confused. Why would they say that? It's dumb, and then, uh, lo- but also in the film, there's a scene, it, well, not scene, but it continues to go on, and uh, it, Joey King's character, uh, Al, decides to go out with the boy who actually oh touched God. her bum, which yes. is a dumb, bad move, first of yes. all. You don't go out with the guy who touched your bum like that, and, you know... Then it's like, okay, I really want to date you after you know, you look so hot in this mini skirt that you wore to school. And I must say about the mini skirt too, how can you not have any more pairs of pants? Who they were at the cleaners. Like two pa- doesn't matter they're at the cleaners. You always have you buy extras. Doesn't matter how many you have, you at least get like five pairs of pants for yourself to, you know, be prepared because it's a uniform school. So, you know, or at least just wear regular jeans and just say, sorry, uh, they were at the cleaners. I don't know anybody who would wear that skirt like that like ti- I was, it was like t- appropriate. It was like a tiny-ass skirt. It was like, it was like a and her skirt. father not to say anything was right? like, you know. I, I think her dad was looking, was peeking at her too when she was walking away. Like, I, I swear yeah, when we were like, walking. Yeah, like, you're going to go out in that? And he's like, oh, where's your pants? I'm like, I would have been like, whoa, 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 whoa. I know her mother's not around because her mother passes away due to mm-hmm. cancer, but I would have been like, yo, go back upstairs. 
go back upstairs. Just go wear some jeans or some sweatpants. I get it's your first day. You want to look good. But if we don't have pants, at least go wear something else, you know? You're you're Evans and a whore. Yeah, I mean, not to shame you wear what you want to wear, but this all situation could have been fixed. And, you know, it's just like we... It's just the scene itself was inappropriate. But then for her to go out with the guy, you know, for wearing the skirt, the guy even wears, like, you know, to prove, like, you know, his worth to date her. He wears his football jersey and the short skirt and struts himself out in it. And that I wouldn't even consider the guy the guy to do or even to go out with. I'd be like, you leave me alone, you sleazebag, you know? So... Uh, girls don't go out with the guy who's going to treat you like that. And then he even stands her, stands her up for the date itself. Why? Because uh, Noah tells all the football players and all the guys in school to stay away from her. Because Noah is such a white knight over here. And he's yeah. like, hey, he's like, I'm only, and, he, and Ella's like, hey, you need to stop telling me how to live my life. I'm going to live life on the edge. He's like, well, you're going to regret it later in life because, you know, he's like, he cares so much about her. Yeah. And the guy who even shuts her down for the date, like, you know, who stood, stood her up, he says that, oh, no, no boobs are worth a perfect nose. Like, a if you got a nose. guy she, a broken nose, it's. It's like, what the heck is wrong with you? You have to be that shallow. But I get it. He was written to be like that. But then to go out, ugh, I just, it's not likable enough for to her to Al stoop this low for her, her character. Because she's trying to be like this powerful female of she's like, annoying. yeah, look at my body. But there was like, the film felt like so horny. And there was a lot of uh, yeah. reviews when I was reading it. It said like, the director really liked to express, you know, the young girl's body. And, oh my you know, God, yes. It's and like, I was like, Jesus you know, Christ. it's like, don't strut yourself because she's supposed to be like, you know, this underage girl. So, yeah. you know, because I can't think of really any other films that really like do that for like an underage girl like that. Like, you know, there's probably like maybe like one scene or two scenes maybe in like other films, but not to this extent where Joey King is like half naked and she's like dancing on the table with her friends. Like, well, not she. It's just her dancing on the table. And she, she gets drunk. You no, know, drunk. She gets drunk, and she just takes off her her dress and just is in her underwear and bra. It's just oh. And I must say, like even not just Joey King's character is bad. I think her best friend Lee is probably one of the worst friends you could probably ask for for a guy. All the characters suck. Nobody's good in this movie. No, and like the times that like uh, what call it? Al gets in trouble. Like when she gets drunk. Her friend just sits there and watches her get drunk and dance on the table. And her, there's a kid taking photos for the school in her underwear and acting like, you know, a nutbat. Like her acting her, seeing her act silly and drunk. I would feel so embarrassed to wake up and find out if somebody took pictures of me like that. And none of my friends decided to stop that or were sober enough or said, hey, that's not cool. Because remember when they went to the prom and there was a photo of her? Like in the uh, lineup of photos of over the year, there's mm-hmm. a photo of her from that time. So how embarrassing is that? It's funny. That's not fun. It's not funny to me. I feel I would feel embarrassed. Thing mm. like that was not a great time for me. I was not sober. This was not funny. But you know, because I would feel embarrassed. That's just my experience. That would just be me. But just for Joey King to own it, she's. Got, I feel like she's got a lot of credit. But. 
it's just annoying also to me because a lot of these kids act like they're also in college. How did you feel about that? It's just, I don't know, they always acted like they were bigger than they were. I'm like, Jesus Christ, you kids are like... The only one going off to college was, like, Noah. And, like, like I think Joey King and her, and, like, her, um, and Joel Courtney were, like, freshmen in high school. But they like were, Noah, uh, juniors. Juniors, and I'm like, Jesus, you guys are acting like... You guys kind of act like freshmen. They're having keg parties, like, there was yeah, even, like, like, Jesus. And the guy doing the keg stand... That there was, you can see one of the photos of the prom, like there was a keg picture. And by the way, they're in high school. So if that was plastered for the high school, that would be a little concerning. (laughs) So I don't like the guy who took these yearbook photos. I really didn't like him. I thought he was such a perv. Well, they're supposed to be typical high school stereotypes. I know, which is bad. You you ever seen Final Destination 3? It's all stereotypes. I know. And how do you feel that, like, Joey King's character felt like the kissing booth was the greatest invention. It's dumb. It's not. It's dumb. It's literally, it's literally just like. She's like. It, oh, another thing with her character, she's a pathological liar. She's worse than. She, she is. She's tied with Sierra Burgess from Sierra Burgess' Loser for being a liar. She's like, because the whole goal of this movie is pretty much, hey, the kissing booth is going to bring all these people together. And like, hey, a person that you weren't expected to kiss, they're going to be there. And, you know, they're going to be able to kiss you. So, but they add a twist to it. You're going to be blindfolded when you get the kiss. So I'm like, wow. So you end up tricking people to kissing people they don't even want to kiss. So I'm like, you are a whole ass liar. And then let alone that, the whole main point of this movie is, uh, think of the song, uh, My Best Friend's Brother by Victoria Justice. Oh, God. wait, she did music for this? No, she didn't do music, but it's like that song. Mm. All I can think of that is that song. Because saying, my best friend's brother is the one for me. Like, you know, that song. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, uh, she, Joey King likes, you know, uh, her best friend's brother. But they, they like got kissing ro- out. They like making out. They like but doing, they like doing the uh, hanky-panky. And the devil's the, uh, tango. Yeah. But they, there's, tango. but her and her best friend, they have rules. Like, I think rule number whatever was like, you can't date your friend's family members. Yeah. And... Uh, when Lee finds out they kissed, he says, oh, just don't go riding coochies with my brother. Who like, says that what? to their best friend? Who says that? Who says well, riding you... coochies? Who the heck says that? Just, really... You just say, okay, don't do it again. If you're really cool with them, you know. Well, I guess he's just, he feels really jealous. Remember, he felt really in the shadow of his older brother. So he's just I know. his best friend going to her, you know? And it's funny. Like, these... We'll get but to this in a second. But he doesn't own her. That's the thing. He acts like he owns Elle, Who like does? a Barbie doll. Who does? Uh, Lee. No, Noah acts like, like he the... owns... No, Noah acts like that. Lee does not act like that. No, he's like... He was like the one thing I couldn't have that he has in the car, remember? Yeah, because Noah is like the successful older brother... And Lee was like, I can never have anything because I'm always looking, like, down, like, down on his shadow. And I'm like, I had a best friend, but Lee never had one. Or, I mean, no one never had one. So I had a best friend. Now he takes that away from me. So it's like, I understood that. I, like, Noah was the one that was controlling. He always telling people, say, hey, you can't do this to, he freaking, like, Fifty Shades of Grey. He was freaking... very controlling, though. Yeah, was... I'm like, Jesus. Like, this scene when he slammed his hand on the hood of the car, he's like, Ow! Get in the car! I was like, Jesus Christ, relax. Yeah, that was a major Hulk moment. 
I know. And it's like, what's funny about this movie is that Molly Ringwald, doesn't she play herself in this movie? Basically, if you just replace, you know, Molly Ringwald, just write Lee and Noah's mom. That's yeah, all Because uh, her character is like uh, Noah and Lee's mom because um, their mom was friends with Joey King's mom when they were in college. And I'm like, yes. So you just randomly show up in this movie. That's that's kind of funny. At the most random points, like she shows up to give you know Joey King advice after the incident because uh you know the parents find out they're like oh, okay don't go don't go confront your own kids first but go confront L Joey King's first who's put this right, mess to begin with and lied another, made everyone lie to begin with. That's another problem with Joey King. She always like runs from conflict. Until like the end of the movie, she runs so much in this You're like, movie. You were like, you were like, oh, she's running again, and I just laugh at her. I would count down when she was gonna start running again, like when she's finishing, like even the kissing booth itself. She sees Noah, and she just starts to run, try, and it's like, oh, it was like she could have just like hold a basket of flowers and just started running, and it would just wouldn't have been like so stereotypical. She was just gonna run. She just runs, and like. He was going to give her a ride on a motorcycle. By the way, did anybody else in their high school have somebody who rode a motorcycle? I did I not did. have anybody. I did. You said, you told me like there, there was like five people you yes. rode motorcycles. I had scooters. one person. Oh. Scooters. But uh, I there was one teacher. He was my art teacher. He was only, I had him for a full year because it was like an art class. Because I loved, I, I love art. Besides the point, the, my art teacher had a uh, mo- motorcycle. Well, this is in California. This is in California. You got to remember that. So they can California. do a little bit more. Yeah. They can do a little bit more. So. Um, this movie sucks. Yeah. they. So Joey King was like, he, they were like, Noah was going to give her a ride. And she's like, no, I think I'm going to walk. And he's like, it's five miles. She's like, yeah. And she just like starts running. And he's like, he gives her. Ma- like, Mama, I was running. So, I just don't believe how many times Joey King actually runs in this movie. It's so dumb. I guess we should probably talk about the ending now. Yeah. So, what's the ending again? Because I completely forgot. Oh, it was they, you know, Lee and uh, Elle get back. You know, they become friends again after their dance dance, you know, revolution or dance dance media. Copyright, yes. Doing the dance. Because yes. copyrights of Dance Dance Revolution. But, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, oh, good times, you know, friendship, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, oh, we got to get ready for each other's birthday. Because they were both born on the same day that's at the so, exact same time. That's so, like, twin stuff. I know. It's it's so funny how they're not even twins and they're so related at all. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So, you know, we're best friends forever. And, you know, uh, they decide to have, like, a Halloween party. And, you know, they find out and, you know, they were like, oh, maybe we can repatch things up. They repatch things up. You know, Elle's like, I don't know if I can be with Lee. No, not Lee. With Noah. So the brother. Blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, they get in. Lee's not Lee. Noah's about to go to the airport. And Lee and Elle drive their way to go stop it. But it turns out in the car. It's Noah. That it's Noah. And uh Elle reveals all of her feelings to basically Noah who she thought was Lee you know in the car and they kiss they go back to the gazebo where uh Noah used to bring all of his other girls to make out with you know and they have a passionate kiss and love 
scene and spend the summer together. And Noah goes off to Harvard. Yeah, I don't know Harvard. how this. Because he, he plays football, so I'm assuming he plays that's how football, he got it. And we don't see anything intellectual done. No, this kid worthy this enough much, to go to Harvard. Yeah, this kid's pretty much a dumbass. Yeah, I don't understand because we don't even see him and do intellectually nothing, nothing. Yeah, but they go to um, they go to uh the airport and everything, and it's like she sees him off to Harvard, and then she goes up, rides off in the sunset of the motorcycle, and it sets up kissing move two. The, immediately where we last left off. Yeah, but Al recaps her entire summer. Yeah, in the sequel, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But uh, what do you? Uh, but as a whole, Kissing Booth, the first one is horrible. But it got it a sequel. So but people watched it because I guess they wanted to see how bad it was. That's the funny thing with these movies. The reason why it kept getting sequels is because people wanted to. They all watched it because it was like it got negative reviews. But like people watched it. Because Netflix dubbed it a success because it was uh, widely viewed by subscribers. That's because people wanted to see it just to see how bad it was. That's not a, that's yeah. not a good thing, but that's like they don't care. That's just the bottom line. That's like the so. same way you watch like an Adam Sandler movie. You're going to want to watch the performance to see how bad it is. Yeah. Now, if I'm not mistaken, uh, if I'm not mistaken, who date Joey King dated who uh, after this movie? In real life. Yeah. Who, who well, did they she were date? filming this. Uh, her and Jacob, the guy who played Noah, you know, in the movie, the main star, dated Daniel in Rose. real life. Mm-hmm. Did you hear? Oh, did you hear that? Yes, I think uh, my friend Jason told me about that. Yeah, they dated in real life, and uh, then they broke up, and then they filmed this. So fun times. <laughs> oh, that's so awkward. <laughs> you know, because they have in the sequel, they have all these romantic like outings together, and you know. They gotta respark that love. I, well, well, yeah. Um, so, Kissing Booth two. It was released two years after the first movie. It was actually released uh, like a couple weeks ago, July twenty fourth. Yeah, pretty and, recently, uh, folks. Like its first film, horrible reviews. But guess what? It's getting a third movie because I shot the third movie back to back with this one, and the third movie. Where John Wick got inspired, folks. <laughs> and um, yep. So the third movie is gonna be coming out next year. And it, yeah, another thing, these movies are so cheap to make because these movies are so cheap looking. It's not even funny. I can't find budgets on exactly what the budget is for it, but my God, like these movies are so cheap to make. Yeah, I just shame. They could pick anything else other than this series to like you know adapt as a like a actual film. Well, you know what? Wattpads are so easy to adapt. Mm-hmm. Because we got that other one after, too. The other one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. But, yeah, Kissing Booth, too. Funny thing is, the first Kissing Booth was, like, an hour and 40 minutes. Um, This one's, like, two hours and 45 minutes. This one is actually two hours and 14 minutes. So, yeah. What would you think of the Kissing Booth, too? As soon as I start to figure out one thing... Something... Or someone changes and makes me question everything. Oh. Oh boy. Oh, I hated it more. <laughs> oh, I hated it. I, I, I hated can, it. Yes. I just was so aggravated because Elle's character 
does not does not change at all. She's yeah. just the same she stupid L. She's Noah is just as dumb. The only person no, I Noah, feel bad in this Noah, movie is uh, oh, is Marco. I feel absolutely bad for Marco. I feel bad for uh, Rachel. Yeah, and Rachel too. But Stupid. yeah, so oh yeah, <laughs> this is based on the second book of the film. I forgot what the second book's called, but in this sequel, um, it literally picks off at the exact movie, like uh, Christian said, the exact moment the first film left off. And um, it's pretty much Elle recapping the entire first movie, or the summer, and then when Noah left. And now it's um, her and Lee, and Lee has a girlfriend now named Rachel, and they're like seniors in high school. This is their last year. So now the whole movie centered around kind of like, where is uh, Trent? Well, it's center. The thing with this movie, there's so many different plots. It's hard to keep up like what's going on. You need but, a map. Yeah, <laughs> you need a roadmap. First plot is like, um, man, you're senior year of high school. What are you going to do? You know, it's the wackiness of that. And then, like, the second plot is like, what college is she going to go to? Like, is she going to go to, like, Berkeley? Is she going to go, like, to Harvard or something? Can she go to Harvard? Third plot, she's trying to work in, like, a long-distance relationship with Noah, who's at Harvard. Fourth plot, um, Rachel is kind of, like, Annoyed with Elle because she's like the third wheeling on all of no on Lee and hers dates, and that's totally understandable. Uh, fifth plot, um, this new kid named Marco, he's like, you know, he's got a thing for Elle. He yeah, likes he, her. He's super talented, like dance, dance mania. He plays a guitar, and he's got a thing for Elle and and everything. And sixth plot, Noah might be cheating on Elle, and Elle gets a little scared and and it's just sixth plot there's a dance dance mania tournament seventh plot there's a kid who reveals that he's gay but he's scared to come out of the closet it's so many plots and just so little time to care for i wasn't wrong too it's two hours and 12 minutes long so i was wrong i apologize for the 14 minute mistakes but anyways it's a lot to digest (laughs) everything you're gonna need a good drink and a good snack because alcohol it's is, I, I can't drink, but alcohol is needed if you watch. And a good uh, long, good long snack because this film is something else. Yes, it's like I will say that this is much worse than the first film. It's 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 a lot. Yes. it's a lot. It's one one pill. Like think of a large pill and all its stuff going on inside. That's gonna make you feel better. It's a lot. And then so, it makes you throw up. Yeah, basically. Or it's a bad time at the buffet where you eat too much, like all sorts of things, and then you just, you know, you know, just comes out another way. But yeah, Elle uh, is much worse in this movie. Noah is a scumbag in this movie, pretty much. He's like, because there's this new character named Chloe. Well, there's two new characters. There's the kid Marco who likes Elle, who's a new kid, because there's a scene where she goes to the principal office and there's this girl from the first movie who has all these who has all the piercings in the world in her face and um she's like hey here's this new video of this new kid named marco working out and Elle puts her bag in like on top of the pa announcement where they make the morning announcement and she's describing descriptive details of like oh man i'd like to lick some sweat off that guy's belly and i was like oh yeah and it's like oh my god this is and I don't understand. It takes so long for somebody to come and turn off L's yeah, uh, PA Lee, mic. And... Lee, 
Lee's rushing and he keeps falling to go get to try to turn off the PA and it's just it's so bad. It really and is. Every single teacher is in the principal's lounge singing happy birthday to the principal. There's no one in the office. There's nobody in the office. No. Nobody in the office. And she's going into such descriptive detail, like, oh yeah, like this and that. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like it goes on for so long. It's like the awkward the dialogue in this is much worse than the first movie. It's like Jesus. I never thought writing would downgrade from the first to the second movie. And it ta- and they describe ways of like what Elle would want to do to him is like just so stupid and wrong. Like I don't even talk like that. Yeah. What do you I not don't... like about this movie? Besides the script and the characters and the direction again, it's just everything. <laughs> what do you don't like about it? I all the characters suck as the, again, but they're once again even, like. But here's the thing: they suck worse than they do in the first one because it's like I don't know how you make characters even unlikable because like Lee is stuck with like I want to be with Rachel, but I don't want to abandon my best friend because she's lonely now because Noah's in um Boston. Then Elle's like it's a big misunderstanding. Could always just talk to Noah about. Are you cheating on me with this British chick named Chloe at college? But instead, you run yeah. off. You you run away, and then Noah is hanging out with Chloe, trying to make Elle jealous for some reason. Yeah. And you're like, and, what? What's going on? And when it comes to the point in the movie where Elle goes to visit Noah, yes, for college, like it's like I'm. It has to be like some kind of like college fall break. Mm-hmm. She finds an earring that was Chloe's. Mm-hmm. And she just assumes he's cheating. Like, yeah. She just packs her bags and just leaves. Yeah. It's like she doesn't have a good conference, normal conversation. And, and she's like, what is this earring? She's just like, he's like, oh, like, I don't know. I don't know whose re- earring is that. Like, he was very confused. Yeah. Makes and no then- attempt to stop it and fix this problem. Exactly. By the way, it's Chloe's earring. No surprise. And he's not cheating on Elle at all. No. It's just hinted. But uh, Noah makes zero effort. To, to even say, yeah. Yeah. And if he claims he loves this girl, he makes no clear ambition to fix it. Yes. He just lets it all happen. Let's her cry and just assume everything. <laughs> yeah. And then like. I just thought it was stupid. You said you felt bad for Marco, the new I character. Did. The new character I she was did. describing in the prison's office is like the Spanish kid who's like good at everything, dance, dance, and the guitar. Like, cause they help. He helps them win like a dance, dance competition for like sixty thousand dollars to help her pay for college tuition. Yeah. So. And here's why I felt bad for Marco. Here's the thing: Elle basically used him for the dance competition. Yes. And she played with his emotions. That is true. Because, especially when they're on that Ferris wheel, she decides to tell, put all the problems out with her and Noah, which is fine. You know, you just say, I'm having some troubles with my relationship. Then you decide you're not going to talk to your boyfriend about the issues, but talk to some other guy about it. And, you know, he's like, oh, if he's having troubles, maybe it's my chance to make a move. Mm-hmm. And he honestly... You, but. But, you know, it doesn't and, get fixed. Yeah, and honestly, Marco is much better than Noah, in my opinion. 
And that's the point of it. He doesn't, he's not like an emotionally like abusive. Abusive, that's the word I was looking for. He's not giving signs of any form of cheating. He's not ignoring her. He's not, you know, he's attentive to her. And he's all the qualities at least a girl would want in a boyfriend. He's Jacob. Yeah. He's like what Elle was probably looking for in the first movie. She gets that now. And then she's like, oh, I don't want to date you. I want to be with Noah. And it's like, you know, a slap in the face because they also, spoiler, I should spoil it. We should spoil it. Yeah, they They kiss kiss at dance dance. Yeah, they kiss at dance dance. And Noah makes a surprise visit to see Elle at the competition. He sees the kiss and, you know, it all happens. And, (laughs) you know, so there goes Elle being a bad girlfriend. She should have broken up with, you know, Noah in the first place if she thought he was cheating continues on playing with his emotions like what he's doing with Elle and like what Elle's doing to Noah Mm. I mean not Noah, Noah, Elle's doing to Marco so it's stupid it's stupid, it's stupid because it's stupid high school kids that don't know (laughs) what they're I was a high school kid and I never acted like this which is so bad it's high school kids written with um, adult emotions that they don't understand. Not even adult emotions. It's just like not even thinking. It's not like you don't. M- middle all, school emotions. It's the thing is they all don't think about their own consequences. What's gonna happen? There is no consequence to this film because everyone's just like, I'm sorry. Okay, I forgive you. There's no like. Yeah. There's no repercussions for any actions. I'm like, what? What the hell is going on? Exactly, and it's. It's so bad because and like Mark Marco's not even mad. He's just like, "Go, girl." He rolls like, it off, and I'm he's. Like, and I fall back because she he she really does hurt his feelings at the kissing booth. And by the way, we don't even get the kissing booth until an hour and forty five minutes into this film. So there's all these events happening, yes. and the kissing booth is not let up until practically almost the very end of the film and we yeah. only get it for like maybe like 10 or 15 minutes so the there's first... no even point of calling it the kissing booth too at le- at it's called the... events at least with the first kissing booth you get um like kissing booth shows up in the first like you know freaking first like a bit like 30 minutes but like this one this movie is just a series of events happening and it leads up to like Hey, the kissing booth's gonna happen, and like, mm-hmm. it happens for the few seconds, and then nothing happens. It's just like it's just literally a name and title. You could have named this movie anything else, but the same characters. It could have been called like Alan Noah's Journey or something stupid, or like you know. But no, we call it Kissing Booth too because why not? Because that's what we based the first film off of. But uh it's it's. Uh, it's for someone who actually maybe who did like the movie and wants to see the bis- kissing booth come up again for that for the for someone to wait for this long to see it come up for an hour and 45 minutes in it's just sad this movie aggravates me yeah it does for me too it's ridiculous and, uh, and then also like we said uh noah and l wind up together it's no surprise and uh, she applies to all the schools using the uh, standard alone, stereotypical, uh, where do I see myself in five years? Uh, 
funniness like so-and-so, kindness like so-and-so, uh, and all that jazz. She gets accepted into both schools. And she must pick. Does she want to be with her friend, or does she want to be with her boyfriend? <laughs> and we also, don't, don't you think it's funny how we drastically jump from, like, Thanksgiving? Yeah, six to seven to months graduation. later to graduation. And then the ending, the, the ending of this movie is just like, oh, she, she, like, I feel like she, didn't she, like, lie to be like, oh, yeah, I'm on a wait list to, like, Berkeley. And, like, um, she gets a letter from Berkeley and Harvard, and I think she got, like, accepted to both of them, but she lied. Yeah, she's like, she lies. Again, there's, like, all this is, you just need to be honest. I'm just going to tell you right now, I can give you the best honest advice. Don't even watch the movie. Just be honest with your partner. It's not that hard. Don't lie. Be honest. Don't go kissing other guys. Be honest. If you're if you're cheating, then dump the guy. If not, then you need to talk it out. Say, I found the stupid earring. Are you excited like, for Kissing Booth 3? No. <laughs> but I know I'm going to have to watch it because we do this for the show. We do it for Yes, you. we do. Don't say we don't do anything for you guys. But, um, yeah. So Kissing Booth 2 sucks. Both these movies are bad. I can't wait for a third one. This is now going to be a trilogy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I guess if we got nothing else to say about the kissing booth, let's get into the questions. Yeah. Let's do it. Alright, so questions. Do you have any questions for us? You can always just send it in and um, just be like, hey, here's a question. So. I hear your cat. Yeah, his cat is an idiot. Aww. <laughs> I have one question. It's from the guy who loves movies. He says, what plans do you have for your future? I don't know. Just this. I want to live. Same. It's just this. I want to, I want to keep doing films. Kind of a generic question, honestly. Yeah, same. I'm just gonna be doing this. Uh, keep living my life, man. <laughs> yeah, guess that's the only question I got. So, let's talk about some films we are planning to watch and review. So, uh, got anything on tap, Christian? Uh, do you want to go first? Because I went first talking about our, my current watch list. Would you like to go first? I'm gonna offer uh, that up uh, to you. Well, definitely, I'm gonna be watching a new mutants. I, I gotta get that out of the way on Disney mm-hmm. Plus because it's going to be on Disney Plus. I'm calling it right now. Mark my words. Like what, one week ahead of time. Yes. <laughs> um, then I'm going to try to watch um, I'm going to review A Soldier Story. That's a classic 1984 movie. It had a young Denzel Washington. Okay. Then I'm going to be watching um, I don't know. Just kind of like Luck of the Draw on HBO Max and Netflix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Whenever I see New Mutants, I will. Uh, <laughs> I'll probably watch that. And also in terms of preparation, probably for the podcast, because I know you're going to want to talk about it. So yes, uh, that. I'm thinking about uh, revisiting the Bill and Ted films. Mm-hmm. 
because in honor of the third film coming up and but that's we got a couple of weeks of that but for coming up uh for reviews or stuff like i want to see in general like i haven't debated if i'm going to probably review these or not but uh one of them is the uh uh current joe keery film if you don't know joe keery he is from stranger things and he has a new film called spree Mm -hmm. and it's about like a wannabe like influencer like that's what joey's character is his name is kurt he currently has an instagram go follow him at kurt's world 96 <laughs> it's true he's been posting up there and david arquette plays his dad who's all his dad plays a dj but uh on the side joe uh, character rides like for uber but they call it spree and mm-hmm. the, it all turns very deadly <laughs> and it looks insane it was at the sundance film festival and it's got shazir shazir zaneda i said that brutal her name but she was one of the former cast members uh from snl and i liked her on it and i'm really sad i just really brutal her name shanir shanir says i can't even say it i'm so sorry but uh kyle mooney's also in it and also uh Frankie Grande, Ariana Grande's brother, is also in it. Oh. So I kind of want to see that. It's going to be on rental. So I plan on maybe reviewing that. If not, I want to watch it for myself because I love a good horror thriller. Mm. And the other movie I plan on watching, I'll probably review this one because it just came out today on Netflix. Another uh, young teen comedy called Work It. Mm-hmm. Starring Sabrina Carpenter, the singer, she's got a huge following, and uh, Liza Koshy from YouTube, and Jordan Fisher, and it's like this dance movie. Like think about like ta- like the way it looks like is like Taylor Swift can't dance, mm-hmm. like the white girl can't dance, and <laughs> yeah. it's got to learn to like you know get money for school, and you know she's got to build her own dance team. So she builds one with Liza Koshy, and Jordan Fisher is like the good dancer. So, you know, they got to win the dance competition. And actually, Elegant from Movie Files just uh, reviewed it. So I actually. Yeah, I saw that. Liked his review. So, hi, Elliot. uh, (laughs) What's up? You're always welcome to come on the podcast. Yeah, we got to get him on the show. But yeah, uh, do, yeah. he just reviewed it, and I was just, like, on the fence about it. And I think I'm going to watch that tonight. And it's also uh, an executive produced by the one and only Girl on Fire, Alicia Keys. Mm, nice. So I don't know how nice it's going to be. I've heard some mixed things about it. Because <laughs> it's like, you know... Think of like the other dance movies like Bring It On or Step Up and uh, or like the really bad, you know, dance movies like Dance Flick, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, um, I don't know how I feel about it, but I think I'm going to check it out. So, oh, and also Project Project Power is going to come out too. The uh, Oh, yeah. The Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie on Netflix. Right? That looks really cool. My sister said really... that. Looked, she looked interested by that. I like Joseph Gordon-Levitt a lot. He's a fine fella. He is. I wear. I have. I have to watch his other movie 
750 yet? Oh, yeah. 500 yet? I have to watch that. Mm-hmm. Looks re- that airplane movie he was just in, it looked really good. I want to watch it. But I, I do like want to see this. I like them in The Walk. The Robert Zemeckis oh, I love that movie. Oh, I should have saw that in theaters. Damn. I saw it in theaters. How was it? Did you see it in 3D? I saw it in IMAX 3D. I took my dad. And here's what we did. We sat... I said, Dad, we got to get the full experience. So we sat all the way at the top of the theater. So it looked like, you know, you were actually walking on the tightrope and my dad lost his equilibrium when we were watching it. (laughs) So he's like, I thought I was going to get sick, but, you know, he didn't. He was fine in the end. I didn't think he was gonna lose it, but well, uh, I, I knew the I knew the true story because I I read it. I remember it being read the children's book when I was a kid, and I just thought yeah, that story was so too. cool. I remember reading the children's book and and actually going back to Jake Gyllenhaal. There was a video of Jake Gyllenhaal reading it. So like it's like, it's, I didn't see it. <laughs> it's just so cool. It's a good story, and I love Philip uh, Petit. Is that Philippe? I think that's how you say his name. Yes. I don't remember. But he's a really cool guy, very inspirational. The documentary is also very good on the on Philippe himself. So uh, I think it was called Man on Wire. So go see The Walk. I recommend it. Is it on HBO Max too at, currently at the moment? No, unfortunately not. Uh, I thought I saw something, but the movie is very good. But uh, I also yeah. love Looper. Another good Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie. Oh, Looper so good. Did you see Looper? Nope. <laughs> oh, we got that's Rain Johnson's really good work. Uh, oh, it was right before we started to see him go down. Okay. <laughs> well, he, so, he's I mean, back up that, now. Good. I mean, back but, now he's with Knives Out. Oh, I didn't like Knives Out. Oh yeah, we talked about this. <laughs> so, yeah, but uh, that's all the time we got here for today. I want to thank you everyone for listening. Uh, this is kind of a very fun podcast because we we literally spent three hours watching two bad movies in a row. Four so. hours. It was four hours. <laughs> I don't know. I don't care anymore. Those movies suck. So don't say we don't do anything for you people. Not so we, we we take risks. We're very inspirational. Very just truly inspirational, man. Look at us. But yeah. um, tune in next time on. The next edition, we're gonna have a special guest. We're gonna have reviews with Jules on. We're yeah, gonna be talking Jules about. On. We're gonna be talking about Tim Burton films, our favorite top three favorite Tim Burton films. No worse I because. Thought it was two, two or three. 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 Okay. Yes, our top three favorite Tim Burton films, and yeah, and uh, as when this goes up, check out replays of Flicks Talk. He's hosting a watch along for Alita: Battle Angel, which actually is going on tonight as we're recording. But you can catch. The replay of it on his channel. Link in the description for that. And, and I'm also- I will be on it for in two weeks for uh, Harley Quinn. So catch me on the wrong channel. That's Movie Files. Movie Files. Movie Files. Is- I said Flakes Talk. Oh, is that tonight or tomorrow? That's tonight. Tomorrow. Oh. Let me finish the. No, Alita Battle Angels tonight. Yeah, that's all I was plugging. Let me finish the plug. Dang it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> God. Um, his his move watch logs tonight. Catch the replay because this is not going to be out in time for the live thing. Then I'm going to be on Movie Files, aka Elliot's watch along for Suicide Squad, 
which is going to be happening on Saturday, which is tomorrow as of this recording. So catch the replay of that. The link will be in the description below. And you always just look on my Instagram to see about me posting it. And the replay will be available on his channel. Then Christian, she will be on Elliot's movie, his watch along for Harley Quinn Birds of Play uh, next Friday, next Saturday. On his channel, the link will be in the description below for the replay of that. You can catch on that. They will both be on in a few weeks for Chappie, hosted by David. That watch along, so that will probably be up soon on the Instagram. So just catch us on. We're just we're doing great things. Just doing great. We got things. a lot coming up. Yes, and we got there could be more guests coming on, but we'll stay tuned for that. Yeah, but for, for now, thanks. Thank for you for joining us. Yes. Yeah, so we'll see you guys next week and. Um, I'm Mac, and this is me and Christian, so we'll see you guys later. Bye.